0: Go. Tra- this is the Ike Wingate Show. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Join the show now. Text 870-505-1518. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Good morning. Welcome to Friday. We made it. Here we are. November 10th, 2023. So glad you are here. On the way this hour, celebrity birthdays, this day in history, random facts, and a lady tells how she is making some serious money babysitting and have uh doing good coming up next hour with a really cool half court shot a lift carjacking yes guy calls a lift he carjacks him and we'll talk about the turkey shoot plus a whole lot more it's all being brought to you by thurman and flanagan attorneys at law online at ozarkjustice.com or call 479-253-1234 and it is that time of morning for your celebrity birthdays. Here we are on Friday, November 10th, 2023. Mackenzie Foy, the star of the Black Beauty remake and Disney's The Nutcracker and the Four Realms, is 23. Kieran Shipka from the Netflix series The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. She played Sabrina Spell- Spellman. She's 24 today. Zoe Deutsch from Zombieland 2, 29. Taryn Egerton. Who played Elton John and Rocket Man? Is 34. Josh Peck, who played Josh Nichols on Nickelodeon's Drake and Josh, 37 today. New- Lou Ferrigno Jr., the rocker on SWAT, is 39. Miranda Labert, 40. Diplo, 45. Singer Eve, 45. Warren G, 53. Ellen Pompeo, who is Dr. Meredith Grey on Grey's Anatomy, is 54 today. Tracy Morgan from SNL, formerly, is fifty-five today. Mackenzie Phillips, who plays Barb Denning on Orange Is the New Black, is sixty-four. Sinbad, comedian turned actor, sixty-seven. And let's see, today is Sesame Street Day, in case you were wondering. On this date in seventeen seventy-five, the U.S. Marines were born by an act of Congress during the Revolutionary War. Semper Fi. In 1951, direct dial coast-to-coast telephone service began with the mayor of Inglewood, New Jersey, calling the mayor of Alameda, California. That happened on this date in 1951. The U.S. Marine Corps War Memorial, the one with the statue of a group of Marines raising the American flag on the island of Iwo Jima, was dedicated in Arlington, Virginia, on this date in 1954, to honor the Marine dead of all the wars. The Moody Blues released Nights in White Satin on this date in 1967. Sesame Street debuted on PBS in 1969. The Vietnam Veterans Memorial opened to visitors in D.C. on this date in 1982. The first iPad, iPad, the first iPod, the first iPod went on sale on this date in 2001. More than 400 million iPods have been sold since... And it's pretty much been phased out for the most part. In 2006, City Slickers actor Jack Palance died of natural causes at the age of 87. A.K.A. Curly, right? Yeah. And Taylor Swift released her sixth album, Reputation, featuring Delicate, Ready For It, and Look What You Made Me Do on this date in 2017. Those are your celebrity birthdays and this day in history. Good morning. And it is that time of morning for your random facts. In 1934, there was a board game called Toward Soviet America, which was the opposite of Monopoly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the goals were to get rid of the rich and powerful, end oppression, and seize the means of production. For some reason, it just didn't catch on. Toward Soviet America. Okay. The smell of fresh-cut grass is a distress signal. The grass is releasing a chemical that makes that smell to try to save itself from the mortal wound that your lawnmower just inflicted onto it. <laughs> uh, So basically, you like the smell of fresh-cut grass. I I love the smell of napalm in the morning. There was an official U.S. presidential yacht until Jimmy Carter got rid of it in uh, 1977. One of the few things he accomplished, right? Corn is a type of grass. Corn, it's corn. It's a type of grass. And finally, your head ages faster than your feet. Although just by nanoseconds, it's because your head is slightly farther from Earth's gravitational field. So your head ages faster than your feet. I don't pretend to understand that, but those are your random facts. Good morning and a very pleasant Friday morning. Today's show brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, Attorneys at Law. Don't forget the big Carroll County Veterans Day parade happening tomorrow at 2 o'clock. We want to say thank you to all of our veterans out there, the incredible sacrifice, not only from the veterans themselves, but also their family. We appreciate you. We are grateful for all you've done to ensure our freedom here in the U.S. of A. Well, something people used to do a lot for extra money was babysitting. You know, I don't know how much of that really goes on, but there's one lady who is going viral right now because she wants to normalize babysitting as adults. In other words, not looking at, sorry kids, she's trying to take your business, but she's saying we need to quit looking at it as just a kid's occupation because she is making some real money. Can we normalize babysitting as adults? Because I'm 38 years old and I still babysit on a regular basis because I am making bank I got an email a couple months ago from one of my regulars, and she said, my husband and I want to go away for 24 hours. Do you think you could watch my 10-year-old and my 13-year-old for 24 hours? And I said, yes, that works for me. And she said, great, does $500 sound fair? Yeah, that works for me. $500 for 24 hours. You sure this is legal? Those kids must be really, really bad. But i tell you what, if, uh, there, if there's any way that you can't watch the kids, I'll do it for $500 for crying out loud. So maybe babysitting as adults, maybe we should bring it back, my friends. Why not? Good morning. Ever caught someone doing a good job? Tell us about it. How about a feel-good story early in the morning? A special needs student in an Arizona high school was celebrated after making a half-court shot at the end of the game as the buzzer went off. Here is the play-by-play announcement as Junior Ramirez sank the last-second shot and the celebration with the students watching the game. Four seconds, looking for a buzzer beater. Final shot. Will it go? T, ends it with a three! A buzzer beater for Team White! Oh my goodness! The student section erupts! They're crowding the court! Everyone crowds around him! A moment he will never forget. <laughs> well, that is a feel-good moment. I also was very amused by the young announcer there. That is a feel-good story we love to tell him here. If you got one out there, well, email it to me so we can tell everybody else. Email it to show at IkeWingate.com. It's time for Stranger Than Fiction. Well, you wouldn't call it a perfect crime if your name was literally left at the crime scene, would you? Jeremiah Charles, 19 years old, carjacked a Lyft driver in Miami. Yeah, Lyft, same thing as Uber, basically. Uh, This happened last month. Jeremiah, after carjacking the Lyft driver, drove off in her Toyota Corolla. She says he started punching her from the back seat until she got out. Thankfully, she's going to be okay. Anyway, we know his name. And that's because he ordered the Lyft ride under his own name. Yeah, not the sharpest tool in the shed. He stole the car after booking a ride through the Lyft app. So the driver just gave cops his info, and that's how they tracked him down and arrested him at home, and his car was parked conveniently right in the Neighborhood, just a little ways away. Jeremiah denied everything, claimed he hadn't even taken a lift that day, but they had the records. A community center's security cam also got him on video, so he has no defense. He's facing charges of robbery and carjacking and not being very smart. That is stranger than fiction. Good morning. Good morning to you. Happy Friday out there. Today's show brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law. Well, this started yesterday—the 2023 Turkey Shoots. That's right. Turn up the radio loud on 107.1 FM and listen for the turkey gobble. When you hear it, be the correct caller on the Williams Properties Real Estate phone lines. You guess the correct number of shots it takes to bag the bird, and you will win a turkey. Yes, a turkey from Heart's Family Center. This has been going on for years. One of the most popular things we do because. Even if you don't win, it's fun to play, and you get a parting gift—a two-liter bottle of Coke, courtesy of Sunfest Market, just for playing. So it's happening from now until November 22nd. We are less than two weeks away from Thanksgiving, by the way, just in case you needed to know. So you've been warned. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday to you. Are you a fan of the show Yellowstone? If you're not, you don't you don't have to tell me. But if you are a fan. You might have been asking, when is this show coming back? Well, I've got news for you. It's going to be a while. (laughs) Uh, The conclusion of Yellowstone Season 5. Yeah, they basically did the half season. Now they're like, well, uh, you got a year. Yeah, you got a year to wait. The conclusion of the fifth and final season won't premiere until November of 2024. So we'll have... We'll know who the the president is. I was going to say next president, but, uh, you know, could be the same guy. But by this time next year, and then that's when the Yellowstone season, last half of the final season premieres, Uh, Kevin Costner, sort of a spoiler alert here, in case you were wondering. I'm giving you time to turn the channel or turn it down. Don't, you know, come back. Kevin Costner will not be part of it. Two new Yellowstone shows, though, have been announced. A new prequel called 1944. I can't keep all these numbers straight, by the way. 1944. And then a modern-day spin-off of Yellowstone called 2024. Uh, there are already two prequel series, in case you haven't been keeping track, called 1883 and 1923. Oh, my goodness. So we have 1883, 1923, 1944, Yellowstone, and then soon-to-be 2024. <laughs> I mean, why stop there? Let's talk let's talk about thirty-three thirty-three and fifty-five twenty. I don't know. Anyway, uh let's see here. They say despite what you may have heard about lawmen Bass Reeves being a spinoff of eighteen eighty three, the showrunners for that new series premiering this weekend decided to make it a standalone show. Okay? So there you go. Now you know. So it's gonna be a year for the last half of Yellowstone, but you got two prequels in the works, bunch of numbers, kind of like a Taylor Swift album or something like that. So. Alright. Good morning. Good morning. Are you finding yourself saying, I'm glad it's Friday? But do you wish that you were saying the same thing on Thursday? What do you mean? Well, do you wish the end of your work week was on Thursday? A lot of people do. The Remote Work Revolution for remote work may not stuck as so, uh, as well as some thought because a lot of companies have gone back to the office. So if you've been working at home now you're in the office you know nine to five eight to five whatever it is you're probably th- thinking well there's a lot of wasted time here. You know what I mean? In a recent survey 76% of American workers say they could complete all their work within four work days rather than five. And that's not even working longer days to have an extra day off. I don't know if you want to be saying this, but uh, people's hours could be cut. I'm just saying, on average, workers estimate that they are productive for an average of 31 hours per week. 21% of those people say they're only productive, or 21% of people say they're only productive about 20 hours a week. So, half the work week, they're productive. So, what's the rest? Talking at the water cooler, interruptions. The implication in this survey is not that workers are lazy. It's that the work environment is inefficient. Of course, yes, spin it. Like wasting time with unproductive tasks and meetings. Yes, meetings can be quite wasteful from a time standpoint. Or the focus being more on job hours rather than work progress and completion. I know it's frustrating when you work somewhere, you get all your work done, but you have to kind of sit around until uh, it's quitting time rather than just leaving because your work's done. Earlier this year, a massive four-day workweek experiment in the U.K. was a success for both employers and employees. It's hard to imagine a widespread change here in the U.S. It sounds like companies could save a lot of time and money with a more modern approach, though. Is that a possibility? I mean, it sounds like they would be cutting hours, though, for hourly people, and then they would be not getting as many hours. So, I don't know. I, I, I would like to see how this survey is reflected with hourly versus salary employees. I think there would be a difference there. I think this survey makes sense for salaried employees. They're going to get paid the same amount no matter what, and they could be a lot more efficient. And then you could use that extra day at the office to turn the lights off and save energy. I mean, there could be cost-saving things there for sure. You also would save on plumbing, you know, water consumption, stuff like that. So just things that I think of as a serial entrepreneur. All right, what do you think? You think you could be done, or you think we still need the five-day work week? Let me know. 870-505-1518. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for being here on your Friday. Well, are you a firstborn? Are you a secondborn? Are you a middle child? Well, I don't know what you are, but some of you are not happy with your sibling placement. If you're an only child, you don't have to worry about this. Uh, If you had siblings or have siblings, you have moments when you wished maybe you were an only child. Until you came to your senses and realized it's actually better that way. In a new poll, 13% of people say they are not happy about their sibling placement. Which means they didn't like being the oldest or the middle or the youngest. Or the only child or even 12 of five, of 12 of 12 15 kids. I don't know. 39% of people liked their situation in the family. 43% didn't have an opinion. Yeah, it's not really something you have control over. So you just kind of live with it. 70% of people said their sibling placement did shape their personality. Yeah, they say there's certain characteristics that a firstborn or a middle child or a youngest might have. 43% of people said that their sibling placement had a positive effect on their life. This is according to a YouGov survey. The poll asked people's uh, ideal placement, what their ideal placement would be. Maybe the most interesting thing is how balanced it was. 11% said they'd want to be the only child 21% said they want to be the oldest 19% said they want to be a middle child wow interesting and 18% said they want to be the youngest so what about you? how happy are you? I mean I'm fine I'm right in the middle of well a lot of kids depending on how you look at it whether it's half or full or whatever but uh, there was enough separation I got to be kind of a middle child and kind of an uh, an oldest child Really, so anyway, they say that has a lot to do with people's personalities, but you see some people that are, you know, the eldest child and they're not as maybe dominant as some older children and vice versa. So it, there are exceptions, of course. So what do you think? Eight seven zero five zero five one five one eight. Good morning. Hey, I want to tell you about another podcast I'm doing. One that is shining a light in the dark corners of our media, our government,